Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali and I, are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Well, welcome back, everyone. We're back in the book of Matthew. We're in Matthew chapter 24, and uh, we are getting ready to um, study something called um, the Olivet Discourse. Um, this is when Jesus now had just lamb blasted all the Sadducees and Pharisees in Jerusalem. He's now um, he left Jerusalem, and he and his disciples went out of the town to the nearby Mount of Olives. This was outside the city gates. This was a bit east of Jerusalem, um, a little bit beyond the Garden of Gethsemane, which was also east of Jerusalem. He had been staying in Bethany, um, the previous night, but uh, so now they've once again left Jerusalem, and he's going up on this Mount of Olives, and he's sitting there, and they're asking him questions. You know, they're trying to process what just happened in Jerusalem. You know, he just laid the Sadducees and Pharisees; he just leveled them in criticism to them, and um, then they reflected. You know, like as they're leaving, they're saying, "Well, look around. Look at these buildings." You know. Um, and he's saying, look, you know, don't you see you, what you see is not what's going to be. You know, there's not going to be one stone upon another that's that's going to be left standing. You know, everything's going to be thrown down. So that could be a coming prophecy. Uh, Seventy years later, the Romans would come in and destroy the city and the temple. Uh, it could be a meaning of the temple being the temple of God. Um, Jesus will destroy the, this temple spiritually with his death because um, his body, the body of Christ, will be the new temple. Our bodies will be the new temple because he will live in us. And we will be the body of Christ. So there's a spiritual... Um, meaning there too and the ultimate restoration will be when he restores the temple at his second coming so um 
they kind of, you know, I'm sure they're just all a bit confused because they don't understand what the gospel message really means. Yet, Jesus has been telling them he's going to be he's going to be put to death. They probably still don't understand what all that means. So now they privately had a little huddle, as McGee says, and they've they've tried to ask themselves, you know, what do we what do we say? I mean, so now uh, verse three, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, "Okay, look, tell us when these things will be, and what will be the sign of your coming at the end of the age." And so uh, they're trying to get a little bit more information. They, they still don't understand. Verse 4, And Jesus answered them, See that no one leads you astray. Verse 5, You know, and he just got through talking about the Sadducees and the Pharisees and the scribes. I mean, they've been lead, leading everyone astray. So Jesus is saying, Look, if you need some, you know, this is the truth. Verse 5, for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ, and they will lead many astray. Now, the Sadducees and Pharisees weren't saying that, but Jesus knows that after he passes, after he's put to death, there's going to be a lot of false teachers and people claiming his authority. Verse 6, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. You know, we've had so many wars. See that you're not alarmed, for this must take place. But the end is not yet. And McGee points out that, you know, after World War One and World War Two, people were all saying this is the end because the Bible says wars and rumors of wars and but Christ says, Jesus says, don't be alarmed. This must take place, but this doesn't mark the end times. Verse 7, for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. But again, that doesn't mark the end of the age either. Verse 8, all these are but the beginning of the birth pains. It's like the earth is having birthing pains until it gets to birthing a new earth. Verse 9, then they will deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death. You will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And um, we've got a... Um, sort of a, a reference to the great tribulation that Jesus talks about or we talk about in the book of Revelation. and The great tribulation is talked about other places as well, but Jesus is the one that calls it the great tribulation. That's not named by any preachers or anything. That's what Jesus called it. Verse 10 and then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. Verse 11, And many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. 
So we're going to have false teachers and false prophets. Verse 12, And because lawlessness will increase, the love of many will grow cold. And so this is going to be definitely a great tribulation. This is going to be the opportunity for many to, to believe. And of course, the many whose hearts weren't in the right place to, to start with, they won't believe. They will be cold. And um, Verse 13, But the one who endures to the end will be saved. How do you endure? You... Put your trust in the Lord. You have faith. You stay in prayer. You stay in dependency on prayer. That's how you endure. Through the strength of God. The presence of Christ in you. You can't depend on the world. You can't depend on friends. You can't depend on mentors. You can't depend on everyone that teaches. There'll be many false teachers, many false friends, many false mentors. You can't depend on man's wisdom, man's technology, man's higher education. You can't depend on your money. You can't depend on your prestige or your power. You can't depend on your health. You can't depend on your social status. You can't depend on your retirement accounts. All of these things are temporary, and they will fail. They will all fail. The one in, who endures is the one who trusts in Christ. The one who has faith in Christ. The one whose joy will not be snuffed out. Verse 14, And this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. So, things will happen in this great tribulation. We don't know, but one thing is true, is that the gospel message of Jesus Christ will survive and will be proclaimed as testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. So I'm not worthy enough to spell this out, but I would say that There will be a set time, and Christ, His message of the gospel has a purpose, and it needs to go out to all of the nations. In other words, He doesn't want the end to come too soon, because the gospel message is there to save as many people as possible. And each of us has an opportunity to let that gospel message be heard by others so that as many people can hear it and it can enter their hearts or it doesn't. 
but Jesus wants us to proclaim that gospel message so that people get saved. And he leaves that to us. The Holy Spirit is in the world changing the hearts. We're just there as delivery people. He's still doing the work. So we're going to stop here. And this must have been a tremendous um, time of teaching. They are hearing how important the gospel message is. How important the truth is. And how important it is to um, test the teachings because all around them, people were hearing false teachings, false truths, half-truths, man-made truths. And Jesus is saying there's only one truth. So we're going to stop here, and we'll continue our study tomorrow through this great, great book of Matthew. And now, uh, as, uh, as always, uh, from me to all of you, God bless you all. Keep your hearts centered on Christ. And now I'll turn the rest of the podcast over to my co-host in Zambia, Matali. If she's able to record today, we'll include her as well. Matali, I hope you're doing great. Look forward to hearing what you've got to say today. God bless you all. We'll see you next time. Hello. So today's teaching is coming from Matthew chapter 24, beginning at verse 3 all the way through to Matthew verse 14. So here we are beginning in our study today from Matthew 24 verse 3. We have the third and last major discourse. That's um, a type of teaching. So in the Gospel of Matthew, uh, we so far have had two um, discourses, and the first one was the Sermon on the Mount, and we had this in Matthew 5 through to 7, and then um, the second was the, mis- the, mystery, uh, the mystery parable discourse, which was in Matthew 13. And now, in Matthew 24 and 25, we have the Olivet Discourse, because uh, that's where the teaching happened in this particular place, at the Mount at the Mount of Olives. So verse 3 of Matthew chapter 24 reads, And now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming? And of the end of the age. So the apostles now here, they have come to the Lord Jesus Christ with three questions. Um, as you know, they are now you know surprised to actually learn from the Lord Jesus Christ's teaching that you know the kingdom of heaven is not going to be established then in their time because they were expectant that it was going to be established in their time, but the Lord Jesus Christ said it wouldn't because you know he wept for Jerusalem because. You know, no stone, no stone was going to remain um, standing. So 
so they were like surprised so they asked him three questions the first question the first question was when will these things be that is when will you know one stone not be left upon the other so matthew doesn't actually have this part of the gospel so we'll actually find this um more of this in the gospel of luke and a few segments in the gospel of mark so this is because matthew is the gospel of the kingdom and the king is presented here and that uh you know present destruction has something to do with the age in which we actually live in today you know we're part of this particular age and nothing to do with um the destruction it has nothing to do with the way um you know, it has nothing to do with, you know, way off in the future. So that's the king. It has nothing to do with the, the message of uh, the king coming. It um, Here, um, Matthew is actually just presenting the kingdom of the king. So many of those that actually heard him, that's the, the people in, the, in that particular day, you know, they, 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 we, the... the the um the amount of the number of people many of the people who actually heard him there that day were actually present in 70 AD when Titus actually surrounded the city laid siege on it and cut it off from the rest of the world and when he finally breached the walls and got in and he actually totally destroyed demolished it as never before because before obviously you know um this, that city was um, invaded and it was destroyed. You know, we have uh, Nebuchadnezzar. He actually destroyed it and all. But now Titus just cleared it, flattened it out. And this part has been actually fulfilled already. So, you know, one third of the Olivet Discourse has been fulfilled. So the other two questions, what shall be, that's like, you know, what shall be the sign of the coming? Um, and... What sign, what is the sign of the end of the age? So the Lord will actually answer in chronological order. So he's going to answer the last question first. So he will answer the last part of the question first. So, um, you know, the sec you know, one of the two questions, um, that's the sign of the end of the age. And, you know, the third question is the sign um, of his coming. So this has to do with his coming to the earth to establish his kingdom and the church is not in the picture so it's gone um it's the um last day of the nation israel and he's um talking about the great tribulation period so here it's like he's trying to bridge this gap between one age into the other so that's um that's what he, um he's actually um labeled you know lord jesus christ is the one who labeled it as the great tribulation period that's what it's labeled as so um so he's going to answer these two questions so uh, verse 4 of chapter 24 goes on to read Jesus answered and said to them take heed that no one deceives you so here you know the word um of you know he gives them a word of caution um you know to characterize the entire age um you know our the entire age and it will be true during 
this actually actually characterizes the entire age that he's talking about and it's actually going to be true during the great tribulation period as this is when the antichrist will appear so today we need to be aware of false teachers we need to be like very cautious so he's giving a word of caution verse 5 goes on to read for many will come in my name saying i am the christ and will deceive many so you know there will be false christs and there's been a couple actually um so you know the rider on the white horse at the end of the age when the antichrist actually comes you know this rider on the white horse is coming to preach peace 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 um, like they'll bring peace but they won't verse six goes on to read and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars see that you are not troubled for all these things must come to pass but the end is not yet so there'll be wars and rumors of wars you know but these are not a sign that we are at the end of the age so man will never solve the problem of war you know just look at the league of nations they tried to solve the issues of war but they failed and it's collapsed and then we have the un the united nations um you know a solid example that would give is um the situation in afghanistan right now you know um the u.s troops have pulled out and now it's a mess the taliban has actually invaded the city and they swiftly taken over so the, 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 you know, there was the UN and the US Army there to protect and defend and try and bring peace. But, um, you know, they have not sorted out anything. And it's, 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 it makes sad reading, actually. And um, scripture goes on to read verse 7. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be um, famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. So this actually characterizes um, the whole age, even our age anyways. So we have had all these things. There's been a population boom. And with the population boom, you know, comes, you know, shortages of food. There's hunger here. Just like um, I was reading about, um, you know, one of, um, actually I read about it. One of, um, you only get to realize it when you're, you know, when actually in your own country, um, there's, there's a little village in my country here in Zambia where, you know, I'm reading about like people who are starving, like kids who are literally hungry. And I'm thinking, wow, I have three meals a day. Um, but these are people who can't even afford a meal, just a meal on the table. And, you know, these are real things, you know, these are words in the Bible and it's actually, you know, where you actually get to see, you know, there's going to be, um, there's going to be uh, uh, famines and, and, and pestilences and earthquakes. And we get to see all these things. And um, here, you know, if we go back to the book of Revelation, the black horse hasn't yet ridden yet. This what we're seeing is nothing. He hasn't yet ridden. He hasn't ridden yet. And he will ride someday, you know, during the Great Tribulation. And it will be at the end of the age that he will actually come forth. So what we see today is just the beginning of our sores, not the beginning of the end of the age it's just the beginning of our sores so verse 9 goes on to read then you will deliver then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake so we are currently living in the age of the church or the holy spirit as other people would put it and the bible actually divides mankind into three groups 
That's we have the Jews, the Gentiles, and the church of God. So he's calling out a people, as scripture says, he's calling out a people to his name out of both Israel and the Gentiles. And one of these days, you know, that group will actually be taken out of the world. That's the church. Then the great tribulation will begin. And this is what we have here in verse 9, the beginning of the great tribulation period. So he's talking about the nation Israel. So here, that's what he's saying. And, you know, this is where we're going to see worldwide anti-Semitism. Um, so as long as the true church is still here in the world, we can never have worldwide anti-Semitism. Because as a church, uh, one would actually resist that. You know, as a true believer, there's no way you just portray that hatred towards uh, a particular section of uh, people in a society um, to just have that much hate. So as long as the true church is here, we haven't seen that worldwide anti-Semitism yet. So he, he is addressing the nation Israel. Verse 10 goes on to read, and then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Verse 11, then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. So we are not to actually pay attention to false prophets. So Peter said, as they were false prophets among the people, that's Israel, uh, they will be false teachings amongst, false teachers, sorry, among you. So we are to be aware of false teachers. And um, just as Dr. Julie McGee says, right now, if someone says they're prophets, you kind of like, woohoo, you really, you are a prophet? Right now, we don't have prophets. I mean, the last prophet ended at Micah. Oh, it was John the Baptist. Uh, right now, they are teachers because prophets, what are they prophesying? Everything was already spoken, um, you know, with the last prophets that were actually in Israel those days, back in the days. But now we have teachers. Verse 12 goes on to read, And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. So, you know, this applied today because of the way the world is going. Everyone just says, you know, um, if you can't beat them, join them. So, um, and, you know, there is so much inequality. Um, and in those days, there was so much inequality. And this is going to grow and grow because we're trying to live and move with the times. We're trying to live like the world of the world. So, um, you know, people won't fight inequality anymore because they'll think, you know, it's just a natural norm. It's just the way of life. And um, I'll give like a classic example. We just had an election and just um, voted against um, the government that was in power. And because there was so much rampant corruption that was just going on, so many unacceptable things, so much inequality, so much brutality, um, people just kind of got used to the, like, mm, probably this is just how it is. You know, they muzzled so many people. You couldn't speak out. You know, there was so much infringement against human rights and, and, and you know, it became the order of the day and it just became something that people just got used to. So in those days, it's going to be like that because it's going to be like, if you can't beat them, join them. So if they're corrupt, let's become corrupt. If there's inequality, you know, so, you know, the strong become stronger and the weak get oppressed and they just become weak and they just, you know, their voices are not heard. And that's how it's going to be in those days. Verse 13 goes on to read, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. So he who endures, who is he who's going to endure? So these, it's those who are actually sealed, like um, as stated in, in the book of Revelations, at the beginning of the great tribulation, he's going to seal his own. So first he'll take out his church and then, the, his, you know, and then um, he's going to seal his own who are going to remain here as a witness. 
um so it's those who are going to remain in the great tribulation period those that are his will actually endure to the end you know um we're not perfect uh, but if you have faith and believe in Christ, you know, you're a child of God, you know, we go astray. Um, sometimes you find, um, you know, the prodigal son, sometimes we're prodigal children, we're prodigal sons. We stray and go in the pig pen, but we always find our way back. You know, our father always um, calls us back. And sometimes you find the pigs in the father's home, but they will always find their way back home. So sometimes the sheep go astray, but we have a good shepherd and eventually we get back because, you know, we have a wonderful, uh, gracious and good shepherd who is merciful and who forgives our sins and who welcomes us back, his own. Verse 14, which we'll actually expand on in our study tomorrow, today, let me just read it. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations and then the end will come. So, um, you know, God actually saves, um, you know, he saves through, um, he saves us because Christ died for us on the cross. He saves us through the cross. He saves us by the cross through the death of the Lord Jesus Christ who shed his blood for us on that cross. So this is our teaching for today. Thank you all for listening in. God bless you all and have a pleasant day. Bye-bye.